0: This is an IELTS Energy podcast, episode 905, Steve's three steps to master any language. Welcome to the IELTS Energy Podcast from All Ears English. Downloaded more than 18 million times with former IELTS examiner Jessica Beck and Aubrey Carter, the IELTS Wiz. If you are stuck with a low score, our insider method will help you get the score you need to unlock your dreams. Get your estimated band score now with our two-minute quiz at allearsenglish.com slash score. To get high scores on IELTS, it's not just about testing skills. Your overall English level also must be high. Today, you'll learn from a master, Steve Kaufman, and get three vital tips on how you can improve your English fluency, not just for IELTS, but for life. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA member FDIC. Hello, IELTS Energy listeners. We are so fortunate and honored today. We have a super special VIP guest today. Um, I believe your moniker is Steve the Polyglot. Is that correct?
1: Well, I don't call myself that, but I do like (laughs) I do like learning languages, and uh, I'm working on my 19th and 20th right now, Arabic and Persian.
0: <gasps> oh, my gosh. You are working on your 19th and 20th language.
1: Right. But I don't speak them all equally well. I mean, let's, let's be honest about it. But there's a good dozen that I have no trouble switching right into. And
0: oh, my, my gosh. Days, okay.
1: My range of subjects.
0: We can learn a lot from you today. So, guys, today on the show, Steve is going to share some of his advice for learning language in general, but specifically, guys, to help you pass your IELTS exam because on this show, we try as hard as we can to get across that passing any test, IELTS, TOEFL, what have you, any standardized language test, guys, it's not just about the testing skills. Yes, we need those too. We need to know how to answer true, false, not given questions for sure. But guys, at the end of the day, you need good English as well. So that's what we're going to talk about today. Um, So Steve, can you give us a little background on yourself first? Why did you start learning so many languages in the first place?
1: Well, uh, you know, I I grew up in Montreal at a time when Montreal was very much a divided city. English-speaking Montreal, Ah. French-speaking Montreal. So we had French at school, but I never bothered. I couldn't carry on a conversation. Then I got very interested in French. I ended up going to France. I studied there for three years. So obviously, to be doing all of my university training in French, I had to have a fairly good level in French.
0: Yeah.
1: Then I joined the Canadian government. I was sent to Hong Kong to learn Mandarin Chinese in 1968. So oh, wow. again, I had to learn a new language and I discovered, you know, the importance of listening and reading fundamentally in language learning. You have to get the language in you.
0: Yes.
1: And, uh, so, and then I lived in Japan for nine years. And what happens is once you discover that uh, it's not so difficult to learn a language, uh, then you like doing it. I mean, we like doing things that we're good at, Right.
0: <laughs> For sure. Well, but it's that motivation, right? That that intrinsic motivation, guys. Um, you have to enjoy what you're doing for personal reasons, not just to pass a test. That is not enough motivation to actually gain the fluency that you guys need to get a seven or higher. Like, we have to find our way into the language, that personal connection. And often it's by finding something that we can identify with in the target culture. Maybe it's movies. Maybe it's music. Music or podcast. Um, Steve is that is that something that you try and get across to students like how do we find that intrinsic motivation to
1: learn? You know you sound as if you're me there. <laughs> no absolutely. Like, when I'm learning Chinese or French or now Persian and Arabic or whatever, Russian, I don't have to like everything in that. Yeah. Uh, and there may be some things that turn me off but I've got to find something that I like. That something might be a friend, it might be German rock music, it might be anime for Japanese, or for people who are studying English, it might be some sitcom. Uh, They have to find something to like because you have to engage with it, listen to it, read it, you know, imbibe it. Uh, Because realistically, it's a long road and there's lots of words to learn (laughs) And if you're trying to do it as some kind of a mechanical task where you're going to knock off a hundred words on this list, you're not going to be able to do it.
0: Oh my gosh. We, we preach against lists on this podcast for sure. (laughs) Right. Like the, the AWL, right. We'll have students like memorize the academic word list or whatever, but then can you use any of those? No, Can you like recognize what they mean in context in the sentence? Usually not because you didn't learn them in context, right? So, so far, guys, these two points are so important. Finding your personal inside motivation. What do you like about the target culture? Experience it through that target language. And then second, it helps because you're engaged. And that's when we forget we're learning. And that's the whole point. Like you will learn so much faster if you're not actually thinking, I'm studying now. I'm studying now. <laughs> so these two points are so important, you guys. And again, we're talking about this overall language ability because – as IELTS students, you guys have very huge dreams. And in order to reach those dreams, to unlock those dreams, you have to tackle this huge task of language, right? So this is the point of today, guys. So three points that Steve has for you. And I think this sort of covers that first one, this idea of thinking past the test, right? Um, Do you have any more tips or any more, maybe lessons that you learned along the way of, hmm, failures, right? Like, did you try a way to learn a language and realized it didn't work.
1: Well, I I was going to add, I'll get into that, but I was also going to say that there is significant scientific evidence that block learning doesn't work. Uh, If somebody wants to Google the term interleaving, there's all kinds of research by cognitive scientists that that shows that if you try and study something, 100 words, or you're going to nail, you got to, a paper on some subject, and you're going to read it 15 times. You Good. can't learn that way. You have to learn a little bit of this, a little bit of that, in some other context. Come back, sort of grazing. Like that's how the brain likes to learn. So I think that yeah. that reinforces what you said. But I also want to point out uh, something that very much ties into what you just said, and that is that you know I have this website called Link that I started with my son. The reason we started it because I had a business in lumber and we had software we were making for sawmills, and we hired someone from China. And he had a high score in TOEFL, Mm. but he couldn't communicate in (laughs) English. He was hopeless. He didn't have, everything had to be repeated three or four times. He had no real sense of what we were talking about, what we expected from him. He ended up going back to China. So this is just a sort of (laughs) Emphasize the fact that getting your high score in TOEFL or IELTS doesn't guarantee you success because after all, that test is only a step towards the next goal at a university, in a better job, whatever it might be. And so if you haven't brought your level up, you know, sort of broadly based skill level in the language up, you are not going to do well, even if you figure out a way to ace the test.
0: That is so true, Steve. That is so true. You know, and that's one of the beauties of our, our IELTS course is the study plan that we provide students. It, Yes, it teaches all of the testing skills and the testing practice and strategies and insider tips and tricks, right. but at the same time, it's balanced with improving overall English, right? So right. in the study plan, our students have to read the newspaper, novels, magazines, listen to podcasts made for natives with transcripts, without transcripts, watch movies. Um, and we've interviewed a number of students who have been through our course, gotten the scores that they needed, and they're like, I, they still keep those habits, right? So after they moved to Australia, to Canada, they're like, I'm so glad that I established this routine of reading the newspaper and binging stuff on Netflix or whatever, because that helped them to transition, right? When they get to that new country, because you're right. I mean, the test is just one thing. That is just one challenge, right? Thinking beyond that is so important. And guys, that's also a part of your motivation to keep studying, to pass this exam, right? Keep in mind that larger goal, right? So let's get to that second point. This is really the the how of the whole thing, the input activities, right? Um, So what sort of input activities are you thinking of? We've mentioned sitcoms, for example. Um, What should students look for when they're trying to find reading and listening activities to improve that, that language?
1: Well, I think initially they have to go with their interest because you have to get a toehold in the language. Now, I'm assuming that they're past sort of the beginner material. Beginner material has to have a lot of repetition. When I start in a new language uh, on our website, we have these stories with a lot of high frequency verbs, lots of repetition, but very soon you get tired of that. So the next step should be something that you're familiar with because the more familiar you are or the more interested you are in the subject, m- the more likely you are to understand it. However, at some point, you have to expand beyond that so that you cover a wide range of vocabulary. So it can be articles you find on the internet. Some of the things you mentioned, actually, Jessica, I mean, you should at some point read one or more novels. Yes. Uh, you can't just read little short articles. That's not the real world. You have to read novels, listen to audiobooks that, that match the novels that you're reading. Uh, podcasts are excellent because typically, if they're often like, with me on my Arabic, there are three or four people all speaking at the same time because uh, they're all so keen to say what they have to say, <laughs> high speed, and, and it's difficult. So you've got to challenge yourself. So it's, it's a matter, in my opinion, of, of uh, obviously a lot of listening and reading, uh, assuming you're past the beginner stage now, starting out with sort of a narrow range of things that you're very interested in, but pushing yourself. So that if you're going to be studying business or if you're going to be in sort of the medical field or engineering, you've got to push yourself into those subjects as well so that you can naturally acquire uh, the vocabulary that you need.
0: Yes, exactly. Exactly. Um, And guys, this is, again, supported by linguistics, right? It's called comprehensible input. So we're always aiming one step higher than where we're at. So if you're a beginner, don't start reading the New York Times. But listeners, we know that you guys are at least intermediate level or higher because you are understanding most of what we say on this podcast, at least. So guys, listeners, you should be aiming for that native speaker English at this point, point. and yes, it's hard, but guys, think about it like this. If you're understanding 100% of whatever you're reading and listening to, then you're not learning anything, right? We always have to feel like we're challenged when we're, when we're seeking that input, when we're experiencing that input, if we're hoping to improve, because that input is pulling you up, right? Like literally pulling you up to the next level of English. So yes, start with what you're interested in. I love that, that's so important, but then push yourself, right? Read that article you wouldn't normally read. Seek out a podcast that maybe you thought was boring, but your friend likes it. Try it out. (laughs) See what happens. Um, Okay, awesome. So that's step two, guys. Seeking out that input, experiencing that native input. Now, this third step is really interesting to me. The speed of English, right? So what, what are we aiming for? for the input, right? Because it's different than the output. So reading and listening, what do you mean by the speed? What's important to think about there?
1: Well, I think in language instruction, uh, language learning, there is too much emphasis always on output. People want to say something right away. I want to speak well. I want to speak correctly. Uh, Sometimes people try to speak too quickly. In fact, it's far more important that you understand. Comprehension is more important. And particularly in a test like IELTS, you have to move quickly. You don't want to end up with you know, 15 minutes to go and you've only done half the test. <laughs> you have to, if you hear it, you got to understand it the first time. If you read it, you want to you know, read it quickly and understand what you read. So it's very important in life generally, you know, in using the language in English, uh, but specifically for the test, it's very important that you can read and digest the language quickly. You can hear it and understand it quickly. You don't have to listen to it again. And if you develop that speed, then you will naturally know what is correct and not correct. You won't have to try to remember some grammar rule because you are kind of, you have become accustomed to the language because you can absorb the language so quickly. So I always say focus, and I, I can tell you some of the things that I do when I learn languages, but you have to focus on getting your input speed up. But then when you speak, take your time Take your time. People are going to wait for you. Don't speak so quickly that you stumble all over yourself. You know, once you are confident that you understand what people are saying, you can then be confident and speak slowly and deliberately and rely on your instincts and you'll probably do quite well.
0: Yes. Okay. That is so great for IELTS students because that is something when, when I'm teaching personal coach classes, sort of one-on-one classes, um, that is a very common piece of advice I give students for practicing speaking to improve their scores is to slow down, right? Um, one, I know that we start speaking quickly when we're nervous. I get that. But guys, listeners, like Steve said, When you do start speaking too quickly, you stumble over yourself. You make more mistakes. You have less time to think of ideas. And for pronunciation, you have less room to show that intonation and stress if you are speaking too quickly. We can't be expressive if we're just rushing through everything. You don't have time. So guys, for so many scores, for fluency and coherence, pronunciation, especially those two scores for speaking, guys, slow down and especially in speaking part three because those questions are serious right and as natives when we're answering a serious question we got we think while we're talking we speak more slowly so it's totally natural so steve i understand that on your website you have activities that can improve reading speed is that correct
1: well i i I use it that way so in our website our website largely consists of Content in our libraries. We have 37 languages including English of course, and so there are you know beginner or lower intermediate content items and there are more advanced content items plus you can import stuff from Netflix and YouTube or You can import you know ebooks or whatever And so there's a bunch of functionality that works for you what I do to improve my reading uh, speed is because we can go through an item a lesson sentence by sentence we call that sentence mode and many of our lessons are time stamped so that the audio for that lesson is then divided up into those sentences Hmm. so i have a sentence in front of me i read it then i listen to that sentence read by the native speaker and then i try to repeat the speed and the intonation of that native speaker and that will because typically when i begin in a language i don't read as fast as the native speaker can speak sure you know, let's say that I'm reading at 100 words a minute and the native speaker is going at 200 words a minute. I've got to try to get myself up at least to 150. Typically, like I would say that if, any, if, if your listeners understand you, you're speaking at more than 200 words a minute. <laughs> that's good. You know, that's good. I don't know whether you provide transcripts, but they should learn to read at the speed that you're speaking. Yeah. And so what I do in, in sentence mode at link is that sentence by sentence, I try to get my reading speed up. It's also a good exercise because typically I'm now paying attention, more, paying more attention because I'm listening to this sentence and then I'm reading that sentence and then I see structures, I see conjunctions, I see all kinds of things that are, in a way, grammar without the grammar rule. And so I'm sort of noticing things about the language. So I very much recommend, at least on our side, that's what I do. Is, is I focus going sentence by sentence, listening to the native speaker, reading it, gets my reading speed up, and lets me focus on disf- different aspects of the language.
0: Yeah, but I mean, yeah, increasing the reading speed for sure would be the the number one outcome, I suppose, but also that that idea of chunking the language, right? Like learning hmm, discrete rules through chunks of language, right? So in the context, we understand this grammar rule besides just like some mathematic equation like subject plus verb, whatever, whatever. But if you actually see the thing like in real life in a whole sentence, then you're um, absorbing that in a way that you will then be able to reproduce it faster than just memorizing some mathematical grammar equation okay I love it oh that's so fantastic so guys um, two things about Steve you can learn more from him what is the name of your YouTube channel and then can you please give our students the website link as well
1: okay so uh, the YouTube channel is called Lingo Steve, like Lingo, L-I-N-G-O, Lingo Steve. And uh, I speak in various languages there. I talk about language learning, so please have a look. And the website is called link, L-I-N-G-Q.com, And I think it would be, you know, even for advanced learners of English, I think it would be useful. one thing I wanted to add, you know, learning a language is not a matter of learning some theory. Yeah. We are actually, from an evolutionary point of view, our ability to absorb theoretical explanations is quite weak. Rather, the brain learns. The brain learns. It learns slowly, but it learns. It learns yes. by creating patterns in the brain, by getting used to something. Yeah. So that you have to give your brain a chance to get used to the language. There is no shortcut. No lists, (laughs) no uh, (laughs) reading the grammar book or the dictionary. You have to get used to the language. And uh, what I hear from you, Jessica, is you and I preach from the very same.
0: (laughs) I think so. Yes. Oh, I love it. Yes, that's so perfect. Um, so, guys, definitely come back to the blog. Come back to allearsenglish.com/ielts. This is episode nine zero five. So, in the blog post for this episode, we will have links to Steve's resources, his YouTube channel, and his website. Check that stuff out, guys. Um, sounds like they would be great partner resources for Three Keys IELTS students. So, guys, we need to improve our overall English in another number of ways. And like Steve said, it does take work, but it will happen. Your brain is capable of reaching the fluency level that you desire, guys. And you're also capable of getting the IELTS scores you need at the same time. So to check out all of our options for our IELTS courses, guys, computer, paper, academic, general, go to allearsenglish.com slash K-E-Y-S. All right, wonderful. Steve, thank you so much. This has been a very enjoyable conversation. Thank you. Have a good day.
1: Thank you, same to you.
0: Thanks for listening to IELTS Energy. Hit subscribe now and don't forget to find your estimated band score at allearsenglish.com slash my score.